Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 28 of the Lessons Learned podcast. This week is going to be a little bit different. I had been procrastinating for like the last hour and a half to sit down and hit record. And it wasn't because I had a lack of ideas or didn't know exactly what to talk about, but it was because I feel so full of my own shit (laughs) that I needed to figure out how to process said shit before sitting down and talking to all of you. And that didn't quite happen, but then I realized, you know what could be a, a useful exercise both for all of you and for myself? What if I were to do a self-coaching session live on the show so that you guys get an insight into how my brain works when I'm working through tough emotions or figuring out right next steps and those pieces? Um, and so you can get an insight into that and so that I can walk away from this time together on the show also feeling a little bit better about what it is I'm focusing on right now. And what I'm rooting into. Now, before we dive into how I'm going to unpack my brain right now at this period of time, I want to give you some context. When I was early in my recovery, uh, this was probably actually like about six or seven months into my recovery, a book came into my hands. And that book was Emotional Agility by Susan David. And circumstance would be such that when I went to TED Women in California uh, shortly thereafter, Susan David was actually speaking at TED Women. And I was supporting my friend Valerie Kaur as she was prepping for her own TED Talk. So I got to be backstage on one of the big TED stages and see what it's like, see what the rehearsals are like, get to meet so many of these thought leaders who are truly phenomenal people. I mean, the lineup at that TED was incredible. Justin Baldoni spoke, Valerie spoke, um, Glennon Doyle Melton spoke. There was It was a stacked lineup and it was just such a privilege to be able to be so intimately part of the behind the scenes of it. And I'll be forever, forever grateful to Valerie, which that was a very serendipitous encounter for us too. I emailed her out of the blue a few weeks before that, before TED Women saying, I'm going to be there. Let me help you. Let me support you. And what ended up happening was we ran into each other in the elevator. Oh, sorry, it wasn't in California. It was in New Orleans. We ran into each other in the elevator the first night I got there. I went upstairs and I got to see um, an episode of a show that uh, her work had been featured on. And then we went right into supporting Valerie, my friend Jasveer, uh, Valerie's friend Jasveer, who then became my friend Jasveer, um, joined us as Valerie rewrote her TED Talk in like 24 hours. And she is one of the most incredible orators. So just being able to see the behind the scenes of how she created that talk was so powerful. Um, But so that is a longer story for another time. But again, just so that I wrap that up, Never be afraid to ask because you don't know what the opportunity in front of you, how it could change your trajectory, your life, the relationships in your life, or just how you can support someone else. Because I got to be, as we said later, a midwife to that TED Talk. And it's something I'll never forget. 
But also at that Ted Women in New Orleans, which was phenomenal, was Susan David. And the book Emotional Agility, it is truly so powerful in the frameworks and the language that she so eloquently and simply uses to talk about resilience and how we can overcome the hardest parts of life and show up in meaningful ways for ourselves, the people around us, for our own healing. And this concept of emotional agility, of building that muscle of agility, resonated so deeply with me at that time. And Susan is South African um, by descent. And so when she's looking at the research and talking about emotional agility, she's using it in a historical context, as well as individual contexts with the folks that she interviewed and worked with as she was going through the book. But the reason I bring that up today is because when I was thinking of this self-coaching session, um, Susan's work came to mind for me. And there's a few quotes I'm going to pull up of hers throughout, but I just wanted to start with this one. Emotional agility is about getting on with life. It involves moving toward clear, challenging, yet achievable goals that you pursue not because you think you have to or because you've been told to, but because you want to, because they're important to you. This is so important in this moment for me because I feel as I said, full of my own shit, but also full of so many external messages right now about what I should be doing, how I should be showing up, what success looks like right now. But I haven't taken the time to personally get crystal clear about what it is I want right now. And the best way I know to enable you to better understand what you want right now is to show you my process. And there's a few different aspects for me that are particularly challenging right now. And one of the biggest parts of that, and I journaled with myself this morning around this, was I am being a real asshole to myself in my brain. And because of the pace of how things are slowing down right now in terms of our external commitments and the external distractions or events, movement, just that pace of life outside of these four walls that we were so addicted to and in the groove of before COVID hit, that level of distraction, it's not like those of us who are used to moving really fast or just actually it's not even it can't be precluded in that way or just like categorized in that way for everybody the way we're settling right now into the current reality and into our minds is very much a reflection of how we were living our lives before so for me i could go to ted women and be supporting valerie on uh, behind the scenes and meeting all these incredible people and the whole time there might be a chorus in my mind telling me how I'm not enough, I don't belong, and I'll never be seen on a stage like that or at a level like that. And that voice has followed me home. My mom always said this um, in different ways, but this is how I've condensed it for myself is, wherever you go, there you will be. Wherever you go, there you will be. 
whether you're like, I need to move cities and go to this place and start over, or I need to take this trip to feel better, or I need to leave this job to feel better. And obviously context is so important, but there are certain behaviors, patterns, belief systems that you can't just run away from. And right now I'm coming face to face with a lot of those belief systems that I didn't realize were still in place in such a insidious way. I've done a lot of healing work in the last many years of my life. I've tried to turn over every stone possible, look in every nook and cranny of my mind, of my body, and yet there still persists those negative forces. But something else that emotional agility reminded me is that negativity is normal. Negativity is normal. And it's our perfectionist society, our potentially over-medicated and disconnected and numbed out society. And I usually don't use general statements like this because I know there's nuances to every story, every person. But I feel really like I've succumbed to it in so many ways and I'm just becoming like awakened to that fact of how numb I still am, even with so much of the learnings that I've had myself. Negativity is normal. This being hard is normal. And without acknowledging that, Gomel, I'm talking to myself. I read this in a book this week around if we talk to ourselves in third person, it's it can potentially increase your likelihood of achieving goals you're set out or, or just because it's like you're coaching yourself. So considering this is a self-coaching session, yes, I will talk to myself in third person. But negativity is normal. And I feel like I have been really hard on myself this week. And as I alluded to earlier, when I was journaling this morning, I realized that that negative voice in my mind and in myself, that part of ego, because remember, ego isn't just that part of you that overinflates you and builds you up and makes you an asshole or makes you grandiose. The version of ego that plays most for me is the ego that tries to beat me up, make me small, make me invisible, make me hide, um, remind me how useless and worthless I am. That is the type of ego that I grapple with more often than not. So when I was writing in my journal this morning, I realized that a lot of my internal dialogue when it comes to that negative part of ego is based on the scripts that I'm so worried the world is going to shout at me or say to me or the ways that I will be rejected by others. Gomo, you want to have an online workshop? Well, nobody's going to sign up for that. It's not going to be valuable. What do you have to teach around that? Okay, you want to do your digital series where you're going to interview the folks that you thought you wanted to interview on tour? Oh, well, they're, not, they're probably not going to say yes. People aren't going to want to pay for that or show up for that. There's no way that that's going to work. Or your art? This is a cute hobby, but it's not actually that impactful or making a difference. All the content that you're creating around the show, the show itself, what if people aren't listening? Like, what if enough people aren't? What's enough? It should be more. It should be better. That's that underlying voice that exists, has existed, will exist. And today I got to have a little 
conversation with it as I was writing and just reminding myself because that voice is still myself that all of those things that I'm saying that ego might have picked up a script on because it wanted to protect me in the past when I was bullied when I was made fun of when I was younger when I didn't have friends when I was younger when I was afraid when I was younger that script that I picked up it's actually so harmful for me right now for me as I move forward in my life those narratives and beliefs don't serve me anymore and this is nuanced and layered work because I have had these revelations in the past but just because you realize it once doesn't mean it goes away healing is an inevitably forever process there is no end to healing There is no end to learning. There is no end to self-reflection, to growth. Growth is a constant process. That's uh, Susan actually says something like that in the book as well. Growth is a constant process. One of my favorite quotes is from Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. Swap excellence for healing swap excellence for growth, swap excellence for just maturing. And it's a forever process. So I'm not going to doubly be hard on myself to say, why do you still have these beliefs, thoughts, this relationship with yourself? No, today I took time and I nurtured that negative part of myself, that negative voice. And I said, hey, friend, hey, part of self, you realize that the things you're saying to yourself are what you're most afraid the world is going to say to you. So considering these are the things you're saying to yourself, can the world really say anything worse than what you're already telling yourself? And if those beliefs about what others will say are what's holding you back from developing your new products, launching your new things, taking the next right steps, if those are the things that are holding you back and you're already saying them to yourself, are they even real? Are they just ghosts that you're turning into monsters? And I had to have that real conversation with myself on paper this morning. But this is this first aspect of the self-coaching. What are you feeling, Gomal? What are you feeling right now? And I was feeling negative. I was feeling very hard on myself. I've been feeling lost. I've been feeling off my routine for six or seven days. And I've been feeling like this is really hard. I've been feeling like seeing the news of the shootings in Nova Scotia broke my heart. Having a very, very close family friend pass away this week, very suddenly, non-COVID related, reminded me of how much of regular life is still so hard outside of a global pandemic seeing friends of mine suffering because others that they love are losing people they love. This has been a hard week. And so what are you feeling, Komal? Ask yourselves, what are you really feeling right now? And if it's hard and negative, don't just brush it off. Sit with it. Let it be real. Let it take up the space that it deserves. If it feels too hard, see if there's someone you can talk through it with. If it's a friend, 
if you have your therapist. I found a therapist recently who I love so much after years of not having a traditional therapist and only what working with coaches, but I realized I need real therapy, trained professionals to help me hold the heaviness of my emotions. And so those are the spaces I create to have these conversations, but I also feel confident and comfortable to face these feelings and coach myself in this way too. Because coming back to that excerpt from Emotional Agility, I think right now the biggest thing for me, and so I mirror this to you, is that I don't need anyone else to tell me what the answer is right now. I need to take the time to ask myself what the answer is. Ask myself, what are you feeling, Gomal? Ask myself, what do you wish were different right now, Gomal? Ask myself, what do you need right now, Gomal? Ask yourself, what do you want, Gomal? And how can you get there in a way that works for you? These are the questions that can help us coach ourselves towards the next right step. So, what are you feeling? We've unpacked what I'm feeling. Heaviness, negativity, being more self-aware about this internal voice that's messing with me. But also knowing that I'm stable and still contented and taken care of in my physical well-being. I'm feeling disorganized and I'm usually very organized on top of it person, but it just feels so hard right now to get on top of like the logistics of all the things we need. Like we're now five or six, we're six weeks into our quarantine. So our first Costco run is coming to an end in terms of what we have. So I'm in. I'm kind of like the supply chain manager for the house. So I have to go through and redo an inventory and be like, okay, these are all the things we need. So I'm, I'm already tired thinking about that, <laughs> feeling disorganized on that front, feeling disorganized on my personal learning and development and my plan around doing that every day, feeling a little lack of motivation around my daily routine. Because again, if you're self-employed, um, if you run your own business, not only are you struggling with work from home, but you're also struggling with set your own entire like life, work, everything plan, which can also cause decision fatigue and tiredness. So I'm also feeling tired right now. So we've got the feelings under, under, not even under control, but just named. So next up is what do you wish were different right now, Gomal? What do I wish was different right now? I wish I was like six months from where I am now. I wish I could already have our workshop launched. I wish the course could already be in development. I wish I could have the first few digital events under my belt already because I feel so nervous and just like I've never done this before. So it feels really hard. But then this comes back to one of my favorite nuggets of wisdom that I've ever learned and now that is one of my favorite things to impart on any other person and my friend Sahaj Kohli from Brown Girl Therapy she reflected back to me that this was one of the most important pieces of advice I've ever offered her and it is this and it's from an earlier episode when we talked about the seven C's of resilience um, by Kenneth Ginsberg and so the first two C's competence and confidence competence leads to confidence I used to wonder about confidence and people would be like, fake it till you make it. 
Confidence begets confidence. And there's some truth to that last one. Confidence begets confidence. Because if you fake it in the beginning, if you force yourself to do the thing, that will eventually turn into real confidence. But it's based on the growth in your competency in that area and specific growth section of your life. So whether it's, you know, for me, haven't hosted and done a Zoom event myself, after the first one, my confidence is going to go up. But right now I feel really insecure about it and worried about it. Is it going to, are people going to want to come? Are people going to pay for it? My guests going to say yes? Are we going to have tech issues? Is this even what I want to do? Yes, it's really what I want to do. So that's a good thing. What do I want? That's one of the questions later. We'll come back to that. (laughs) But what do you wish were different? I wish, and when I say I wish I was six months ahead, I'm sure a lot of you guys also feel the same way when you think about like where you want to go with your life right now. It's like, why can't I just be a little further down the line with this so I can feel a little bit more confident and this could be a little less hard. Everything is so hard right now because everything is new right now. Brand new. Even when we look at like a system societal level, like our confidence will slowly grow when we get closer to that vac- that vaccine, when we get more data about how this can be contained, when we understand if social distancing is working, we as a society are going to get better and better at this. And even with economic insecurity rising, we are having more time to adjust, pivot, figure out next right steps. So confidence will grow as that competence grows. So from a micro to a macro level, this is happening across the board and we can see it every day, every way. We're finding a rhythm individually and as communities right now. That competence is building, so we're feeling more confident in how we're showing up and what we're doing. So what do I wish was different? I wish I was a bit more confident. I wish I had more experience with what I want to do next. I wish that there wasn't a pandemic, but at the same time, I'm sure some of you might be feeling this too, and this goes back to what are you feeling? I feel a little apprehensive about what the other side of this is going to look like. And, you know, there are some silver linings to being able to be home with Mitch every day and having our work breaks together and different things like that, that I'm sure I will grieve later once we're out of this. But that's for another conversation. What do I wish were different? I wish I was more confident. So next, what do you need? I think in the feeling space, that question of what are you feeling, I'm actually feeling very tired and I think overstimulated. And on Sunday, I took a tech break. I didn't use my phone all day. We watched movies and I made puzzles and I drew later in the evening. So I guess it's more of a social media break than it was a tech break. But it really, 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 really helped my mental health. And it reminded me... Because what kind of triggered me wanting to do that was I was up till 4 a.m. on Friday developing, finalizing the content for last week's episode launch because we are creating so many more resources for you because we love you and adore you and want you to find as much value out of these conversations and what we can build from them as possible. So that's journal prompts, that's the threads, that's different downloadables for you, that's the quotes, social media posts, newsletter At the end of it all, I was like, shit, we create a lot of really good, in my opinion, content that I hope you guys are loving because we are really putting our hearts into it. But so I was up very late Friday night finishing all of that. And then Saturday was just kind of, you know, I I don't do a lot of late, late, late nights when it comes to work anymore. I used to do a lot more, but I was tired 
and then Sunday I took the tech break, which was great. And then yesterday we got news of a of some um, very sad news from back home, like I shared about our family friend and other things that were happening in our lives. And it just kind of took my breath away on top of everything else. And so what do I need? I think I need a break. I think it, I feel pretty good about how much pivoting and new work and new ideas we have in place. And I think maybe I need a little pause before we move into the acting mode with the next phase of um, creating the events, launching and all of that. Um, a couple of days off with no tech, just being in a good routine, taking some good time for myself, doing more of this reflecting and going inward. That's, that's what I would really want right now is that good, beautiful, nice downtime for myself and not using work as my coping mechanism right now because it's gotten me this far, which has been amazing. The first six weeks, um, work has been an incredible ally, but right now I'm feeling like it's time for a little three or four day pause. And so I'm going to gift that to myself. Thank you for asking yourself that question, Komal. <laughs> so what do you need? I need rest. I need a bit more clarity around my financial plans and management. So I just need to do my new my next check-in, which is my money Mondays, which I've been kind of doing every other week, not every other not every week as I initially planned. Um, and just get back on top of where things are at right now at this point in the month. What else do I need? I need to be okay with not responding back to people right away. I feel a lot of shame and guilt when I don't do that, but I also need space for myself right now because I'm full of my own shit. <laughs> and so I need to be graceful with myself and the boundaries that I set right now and, and the things that I really need. Those are the things that I need right now. Now, what do you want, Gomal? What do you want right now? I want to feel good. I want to continue to be gentle with myself. I really, and this comes back to the emotional agility conversation where it talks about really aligning your actions with your true values-based wants. I want to further my education. I shared last week how I'm planning to do my resilience certification on Coursera I'm looking at this, this continuing education at UPenn option. I don't have to go the UPenn route, but I do at least want to start with the Coursera course. And signing up for it, for it doesn't mean doing it. So I want to really carve out the weekly time for me to do that. I really want to commit to a weekly schedule where I'm not working late into the evenings now and I'm back to understanding my boundaries around wanting to work nine to five every day and being better about turning my brain off in the evenings. So things that I think will help me with that is just ritualizing the end of the day vibe for me, which Mitch and I have been pretty good at with focusing on our movie series that we do every evening. But even Mitch, he wants to do more no tech nights. So we're going to start playing with, you know, evenings reading together. Um, evenings playing more games together. We kind of stopped doing our family game night a little while ago. Really what you're hearing here is I want more routine. I want to feel more organized in my days and I want more rest in my days. 
So those are the things I critically want. And I want to continue furthering my growth in education right now. So finally, how can you get there in a way that works well for you? This is really important as well. Because again, our tendency is to go fast, or at least my tendency is to go fast and go hard. But the hard part about that when you don't know when a cycle that you're in, when the ending is to come. So we're in a pandemic. There's no clarity or understanding of how long we're going to be in our homes in the ways that we are right now. I work well in sprints. I work well knowing that for two or three months we're going all out and then I get a rest period. Now I need to be very, very good about booking in my rest periods. Otherwise, I will burn out while at home. And I feel like some of you might be feeling this too with the overwhelm from tech engagement, from being online so much, from like my screen time went up to 10 hours last week, 10 hours a day. That I'm not about that life. That's not, that doesn't feel good. It, and it doesn't even feel good just from a shame perspective, but just from like my brain perspective. <laughs> Like that does not feel good. And yes, like I'm continuing to meditate and move and there's days where that doesn't happen, but it's happening most days. But even with the other habits in place, I don't want to come out of this addicted to tech even more than I already was. So that's something that I want to be thoughtful about regulating a little bit more. And again, like we talked about this a few weeks ago around self-regulation being such an important pillar right now for how we can thrive through this. Um, but like I've come to learn, um, this is really hard. And if anything, the show gives me my weekly check-in with myself, and I hope your weekly check-in with yourself to ask yourself, how can I get back on quote-unquote track? And back on quote-unquote track being, what is values aligned for you and what decisions align with those values, not what the world is telling you to do? This is one thing I've come to learn with coaching, therapy, all these pieces. I now look at the folks I work with as facilitators to helping me unlock my own answers from my own innate wisdom. Because I do not need people to tell me what is right for me and wrong for me anymore because it's not authentic to me anymore. I decide. I choose what's right for me. I can tune into myself because I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of facing the negative, the nasty things, the things that come up. I'm okay with falling off and really <laughs> seeing how messy I can feel and be in myself and then choosing to get back up and, and you know, make the next right step for myself again. I'm not afraid of the hardness of what it means to go inward and to make these decisions on my own. And I hope that you know that your wisdom, that you know better for yourself than anyone else possibly could. And so this self-coaching, these questions of what are you feeling? What do you wish were different? What do you need? What do you want? How can you get there in a way that feels good to you? These questions are your guide to unlock that which makes most sense to you and feels right to you. These are critical to you figuring out that next right step for you. So how can you get there in a graceful way? I can come back to my routine. 
I can come back to the things that make me feel great. I can regulate my phone time. I can prioritize figuring out when I want to put in my learning time. And I can take a break. I can take a couple of days off this weekend um, and early next week and not just scroll on those days off, but find different ways to engage my brain, rest, take downtime, listen to music, um, and just be really well in my body. Because guess what? We're hard enough on ourselves as it is. We're our own workhorses. Like for a lot of us, we don't need more motivation to do more work. We need reminders that the next right steps for us might actually be rest, downtime, taking a second, and regulating our days in a way that can help us sustain for longer periods of time. Because again, we don't know how long we're in this for. So plan your downtime, plan your work time, plan your rest time. These are the things that I'm going to do. This was a little peek into how I kind of work through these sorts of questions when I'm feeling overwhelmed um, and not sure what my next right step is. What I'm going to do when we're off the podcast is actually like say, what is this going to look like tomorrow and for the next five business days? and for the weekend and I'm just going to start there because what I realized with planning right now is I feel a little bit overwhelmed when I think of a bigger plan because I don't have that um that bookend of like this is going to be two months or three months or four months but I can take this one week at a time so I'm going to plan make my plans for next week and then at the end of next week every Friday I'm going to make plans for the following week and then from there if I can zoom out a little bit more to like what some of bigger plans or action items can be, I will do that. But right now we're going to take it one week at a time. Now I want to end on two notes, pulling it back to emotional agility. What Susan David makes sure to emphasize, and a lot of coaches I've seen have emphasized, is it's not about massive change right now and generally. I shared this on my Instagram this week around my fitness journey. And how when I first started working out, coming out of recovery in 2017, when I lost vision in my left eye, had terrible vertigo, couldn't actually have conversations with more than one or two people at a time because of my neurological illness. I worked out one day a week. That was my commitment to myself. For months, it was just move one day a week. I couldn't even get out of bed to go for walks. I couldn't. I was in a deep depression and physically so unwell. So one day a week of movement was more than enough at the time. And slowly that built up to two, eight months later. And so for about four to six months, I was working out two days a week. And now I'm up to five or six days a week, which is three years after that initial coming out of recovery period. So the next right step isn't doesn't need to be massive life change. It can be little tweaks. My little tweak is I'm going to put my phone away a little bit more every day. And I'm not going to be insane about it. I'm going to take it step by step. My next week is I'm going to put one hour of learning and development into my week. One hour. That's it. Just be gentle because, again, just with my coach, Leah Bratwaite, she said this um, on Instagram this week where it's like, she scuba dives. I do not scuba dive. I have recently learned how to swim, but I'm not strong in water. (laughs) And she said with, with scuba, the lower you go, the more pressure there is on your oxygen tank, the 
the less oxygen that's available to you. So the deeper you go, the deeper you go, the higher the pressure, the higher the pressure, the lower your capacity becomes. So if you find that you're not able to do as much as you could pre-COVID right now, just know that that comes not just from, like, it's beyond your own capacity. It's beyond your own choice. It's actually this societal pressure, the bigger things that are happening that are taking on way more of an impact than we even realize on our own beings and on our own bodies and on our own minds. So that's something I've also had to learn to be gentle with myself about is like your capacity is different right now because life is crazily different right now. Even like unexpected loss, like here we, here I was, here so many of us were grieving already a pandemic and then human life is lost in ways that aren't even related to the pandemic and close intimate lives are taken and that grief compounds and so just be really gentle just know that you're not doing anything wrong right now like you are doing your best and your best is enough and that asking yourself these questions and just bringing a bit more clarity can help you feel less shame and guilt and pressure and angst towards yourself and this is what it's helping me do because the negative is there i deal with so many demons as do all of you so we're not going to be in denial about the demons and i'm not going to be here being like do these things and you're going to feel better no it's always hard it's always hard even with the good habits it's still hard but those good habits might make you feel a little bit better so that's the first of these last two thoughts of tiny tweaks versus massive change so just be gentle take it small piece by piece um, step by step i want to end on a quote that susan david had in emotional agility by john milton the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell a hell of heaven wherever you go there you'll be we're all facing parts of ourselves that might feel unexpected or that we might have thought we had already healed or dealt with or that we thought we could keep in the shadows forever. But just know that you've got this. You can face these hard things in ways that are healthy for you and that you can remain well through. And also know that it's often shame and guilt that can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. And what I mean by that is when we shame or guilt ourselves and keep certain parts of ourselves as these insidious secrets or things that we don't want to say aloud or name because they feel scary or insane, the pressure of those thoughts, beliefs, things that keep us suffocated are what turn potentially a positive mindset or like just like a good day into the shittiest hellish day possible and so unloading this morning what I was feeling and naming my ego and the negative way that it reared its head today or continues to it relieved a lot from me so just this exercise of self-reflection and you even just taking this time to tune in to listen to this so you can go to that place within yourself, you are letting the light in. Because like we said, the negativity is guaranteed, it's normal, but we can move through it towards that joy, 
towards the lightness. And the more we allow ourselves to process these hard things, again, the more space we create for joy and possibility on that side of it. So I'm going to rest. I'm going to plan. I'm going to get organized. I'm going to learn. I'm going to take some space to feel well and to see if there's any other demons left in there that need some time and space right now before we can move on. Um, again, check where you are in your cycles. I'm supposed to get my period soon, so I also get very emotional during this time of the month. Um, so just keep your hormones in mind as you figure out where you are in your emotional cycle for the month. And continue to be gentle. Be very gentle with yourself. I appreciate all of you. Um, we are going to be launching some merch very soon. It's going to be, I believe, this week. So stay tuned. We've got some quotes, um, mugs, t-shirts, sweatshirts coming your way for you to stay cozy at home with some nice affirmations on them as well. And I can't wait for you to get your hands on them. They're going to be big mugs also because I need high volume uh, mugs to drink out of. Small ones don't cut it. Um, but anyways, stay tuned for that merch announcement coming on our social media and in the newsletter. Until next time, my loves, thank you for joining me for my self-coaching session. Uh, we're going to have the prompts available, uh, the questions that I shared that I asked myself available as a download in the newsletter as well. Or if you want it, just DM us on Instagram and, and we'll make sure to get it to you. And if there's anything else, anything that you want me to talk about next week or that you want me to address, just let me know. Shoot me a DM. Let us know at Lessons Learned as well. I appreciate you guys so much and I appreciate this space for myself so much. Until next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.co. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye!